Hello and welcome back to another episode of the David Hessian podcast. So today we have, uh, what is it, it's your third time on? We have Patrick Hessian, longtime brother. I think so. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. You and Matt are both on and you were on once. Yeah, I forgot about the one with Matt. How was that one, dude? Many people listen to that? No one, not one. <laughs> really? No, definitely. Everyone's listened. No. There's been listeners on each podcast. Oh, <laughs> at least yeah. three on each podcast. Some of them <laughs> up into the, some up them into the three figures. What? Some of them up into some the three figures. figures. What? Yeah. Some of them went into three figures. We're not here to talk about my podcast today. <laughs> I ask the questions. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So let's get serious. Last podcast of the year. This is number. I'm not sure, nineteen, twenty. We're near enough to the end, anyways. Of mm. the, the 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 teens. Um. So, you, well, start off. In my opinion, you used to be like very close-minded as a person. Like I remember when we were younger. Um. Let's say when it came to school or education, you were always the one that done as you were told, more so than me, anyways. Um. Mm. And when it came to like studying and stuff, like you studied more for your junior cert than I studied in my entire life, I'd say. And for anyone who doesn't know junior cert, that's like your exams when you're 14 as like a practice before you do two more years to do your leaving cert, which is like your final exams. Um, yeah. And for them, like I done absolutely nothing. You done more for them than I done in my entire life as far as studying goes. I'd imagine if you yeah. added up all the hours and from that you've gone to then you went into college obviously doing like you do plenty now even in study but you're kind of of the opinion that you'll only do it if it's what you really want to do and you've kind of lost the whole thing that you have to do it just because it's the societal thing or it's the best way to achieve it's a it's the best way to jump through the hoops of society kind of yeah what what changed that made you stop being stop living like that well, like, it's massive. Um, the reason I was, like, massive at studying and everything at start was I started to enjoy it because I was always kind of into, like, looking at those uh, videos on YouTube about motivational people. And there was one I was watching that was, like, Circle of Success, I think they called it. But it was basically the idea was habits where you, like, go and do something and then you get a positive return. So you constantly get addicted to it and then you start to get better at the thing and then you just keep going so like I kind of got interested in or started to enjoy studying like as much as people would say that they could never do it you can like because you know that's the case but um yeah and then like when you when I started doing when we started doing the podcast um and like nothing bad happened and putting myself out there everything like that and nothing bad happens and people say nice things to you and everything and you're like I don't know you just have this like hope that there's a better life for you like you know when you do something that's different you just see all these like um visions of yourself in your head like oh i'm gonna make millions and whatever and you're like jesus be good like because when you're working for a company or whatever all you see like is i have to impress this person even though i may not even like this person or like what they stand for or anything but you have to fucking impress them for them to hire you or to give you a promotion or whatever and then when you're kind of like, like I've done 11 months of internships now 
three different companies and I just know that like no matter what you do in there like there always just feels like there's a ceiling above you like with if you do something on your own like take on your own projects whatever you've total control of the reins like so I much prefer that it just seems so much nicer like and so like you never have them moments where you're like oh fuck like I have to do I have to go and do this thing like it's because you're doing this thing because you like this thing you know so like it's the same with you know some people like will enjoy whatever doing drugs or anything and then they constantly are always looking forward to doing that but like you can make that want in like you can want to do things that are productive as well like maybe drugs are productive but like you can do things that are like productive that you know you're gonna make a return on as well and you can make yourself like them things like you know it's all about like going and getting a reward and like the way you see things if you see an opportunity in something you can always just you know manipulate your brain in a way that you start getting addicted to that thing and then once you get addicted to that thing then it's very easy to keep going if you keep getting a reward from it or if you keep you know if you start to make a career out of it it's very easy to start getting good at it then like or start wanting to do it even more like or whatever yeah like you get addicted to the progress and whatever it is but what I, what I want to find out is like what was the shift in your mindset to go from let's say all right i have to study i have to that was like your measure of success and then changing that from was it like a realization that okay no matter how good i get at reading books or doing well in exams is it like realizing that's not going to make you happy or or what was it the change that like changed that value oh yeah uh, i mean like there's you can't really put anything down to one thing i think it's like a slow gradual like constant thing you know it's like it, it's probably happening over like multiple years like where there's like small little decisions you keep making every day that eventually compound into like a large change in your life. Like, do you know that quote where it's like every day seems to be the same and then 10 years when you look back, everything's different or whatever. Like, yeah. You know, that. so it's like, everyone's like, oh, what's the big thing that helped you or changed you? Or like, why did you? And it's kind of just like, it's not one thing. It's always like multiple steps. Like, you know, so like when... Like, I was always just very much, I wanted to do something because, like, in our house, like, mom and dad are just, like, you know, they don't fucking, well, dad especially is always, like, pushing you to do things, like, and he's, like, you're lazy and this and that, like, and he says things to you. So then, like, that's just drilled into us. So, like, we're always very, like, I find that we're just, like, not able to stick to one thing because we've just been constantly had it drilled into our brain since we're like zero that you have to be doing things, you have to be active, you have to be like moving around or anything. And I know that was like probably a projection from him onto us, but like that's kind of the way I see it now. I always like look back at why I'm like the way that I do things or whatever. But um so like then when you're constantly wanting to do things and then things happen like so like I've had friends that died and then you're like you do so much reflecting because you're like, what? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, because when someone's 20, like, or under 20 and they die, for me anyways, like, I was just believed there was, like, the world is fair and, you know, if there's any time you feel anything bad or anything, you can find a, a positive to it. But when you're, like, someone who's 20 dies, you think, like, 
about all the things they're missing out on. You know, like it's unfair because there's no everything else you can come back from. Like, you know, Lance Armstrong gets paid to talk in companies and he fucking sued people for calling him a liar when he was lying. So like there's always a way back, no matter what decision you make, but like when you die, there's no coming back from that. Like you just have no option. Like that's it. And you only get one. And it was just like you think so much about it. Well I did anyways, like because I just want to reason things like. I think I was always like everything has a reason. You try and think and think and think, but like then you just realize like you start thinking of everything on the universal scale. Like the universe is so massive, we're so insignificant, but we feel like we're massively significant. Like we think we are permanent, and everything around us is like temporary. But like everything around us and us are so temporary. Yeah, we can easily be moved and everything. So then, fuck, I'm lost. I lost my thought now. Where I was going. What was the question again? It was basically, <coughs> geez, you're, I was listening to you very intently. I nearly forgot myself. Um, yeah, no, it was like um, the one thing that changed. So yeah. then like, when you talking those about happen, how, like questioning, you're like, what's the point in everything? Like you kind of start going into that. And then um, me and Matt were both friends with Mark and then Mark died in February. And then like, that was the first time Matt dealt with it. So like I, I was doing it again. I started thinking again. I was like, what the fuck? Like, it's just, just so, so young, like, and there's so many things to be doing. Um, there's no chance for them to do anything again, like my friends that died. So then, like, um, it kind of just gave us, like, a, an incentive to try harder at things, like, and to push ourselves a bit more. And then, um, like, when Matt was, like, asking me, do I want to do the podcast? Like, I was so reserved and such quiet like i was so shy of like putting myself out there for anything and then matt asked me and i was like oh fuck like i didn't really want to do it because i was scared and then you kind of you just think like like that thing when you have your mortality like right beside you like and you think like it was so close to when mark died it wasn't that long after like a month or two and you're just always thinking about that like that you could die any moment as well like you know when that when something's so available to you like that information was so fresh like so you think about that a lot and then you're just like well if i die tomorrow like would i regret not having anything out there like and also it was like when we we're at the funeral for mark and everyone's like posting pictures and sharing the videos of mark and everything and like he had the youtube channel and you're just like geez if i died like there's nothing anyone could laugh at or look at about me because i don't do anything that puts myself on social media or anything. And I don't know, I think it's nice. Like, I think it's nice to remember all the nice things about someone. And it's in that book as well, like Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And like begin at the, begin with begin with the end in mind. So like you show up at a funeral and then there's like um, four people ready to give speeches and everything. And then um, you go to the coffin and then in the coffin it's you. Like, and you're like, what do you want those four people to say at your funeral? Like, so if you think like it's called um memento mori like is the greek name for it or something it's like to think with death in mind when you're making decisions like because it really gives you that like whole thing like of nothing matters or everything matters if you want to decide that everything matters and then yeah. so like i don't know there's like small things all the way but then i don't know like big events like that kind of give you a little bit more of a push and then you know opportunities always come like is jay-z is like says that 
like everyone has a an idea stored away a million a billion dollar idea stored away in their head somewhere but like you don't take the chances because like for us we've never had any like days where we were hungry or we didn't have water like or we didn't have anything like we've always had money food water shelter so there's no incentive for us to do anything that causes a lot of stress like putting ourselves out there or like you know that sort of thing like because you never think of you just think you're so permanent you're so perfect because everything has always just been handed to you like and all that so you just start like, coasting you start coasting yeah you don't even try like because everything's just there for you like one of the quotes i find myself using the most now actually is i don't know who said it originally but like brian kane was the last person i heard say it but um <laughs> like okay is the death of most people's like ambitions with something like oh yeah as good as the death of great yeah, good is the death of great. So when everything is just okay, you, you, it's not bad enough for you to change it, but it's not, it's not as much as, you're not reaching your full potential either. Where yeah. if things got bad enough, you might go, fuck this, I'm going making a change, I have nothing to lose. Where if it's okay, you think you have too much to lose, it's like this sunk cost fallacy. You're like, oh, well, I've put a lot of time into this job. And it's not bad. I have a better life than some people, so I'm not going to try and make my life any better. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I agree. And like so many people have this idea like that I don't deserve, you know, happiness. Like, and you keep, you fulfill that, you know, that ideology if you believe it. I don't deserve happiness or I don't deserve to be, you know, talking on podcasts or like, you know, what is it? It's imposter syndrome. Like you feel like you don't deserve what you got, but like nobody deserves anything they have. Like who deserves to be alive? Like, Like who says that? you're deserved to be alive or you're not deserved to be alive like we're all like incredibly lucky like and if you go sitting around wasting your life like because you feel that somebody else has more right to be happy than you do that's stupid like that's a bad thought to have and like we all have it but just it's so um self-defeating like even though we all think it like um but like when you realize that that you realize that like we're so insignificant in the whole grand scheme of the world or the universe. Why does it matter what John and Mary think about you? Like, or fucking, you know, like if you just go for it, you'd be a lot happier. Yeah. Um, no, I completely agree with you. And it's funny because I always had, I don't know if you remember like when we were younger and stuff, but I always had this mindset. I was like, I, I'm never going to be, I was like, I never dream of working for anyone. And you always mm-hmm. wanted to like get to the top of Google or Amazon or some company. You always wanted to work your way to the top of it. And you've seen like this corporate ladder type thing. And I used to mm-hmm. always be like, no, I couldn't do that. I wouldn't be able to work for other people. I was like, I just have too much of a problem with authority and being limited. And obviously now you're, you're nothing like that at all. Um, and even when I said like, I'm not going to college because although... Although, like, I do understand that there's a lot of good things you can get from a degree. And for the majority of people, people, it's probably the best idea. But for me, it isn't. And you used to think, like, you used to think that was a fucking retarded idea. Mm, yeah, well, I, um, the thing that I thought was most, like, wrong about that was, like, you're saying, I can't work for anyone else. And I just always knew, like, you can, like like anyone can do anything was my thing and I was also thinking like this idea of when you go and work for yourself you know 
you have to eat shit for 15 years or like, you know, you're constantly just struggling. And whereas if you go into a company and work for someone like you have a wage straight away and you don't have to worry about that. Like, so I was thinking, you know, you're going to be probably less happy when you're up the top as someone who made it to themselves, but like over the time period, you're going to have more happiness. But then once I did the internships and I just realized that they're just too slow moving and they just, I don't know. There's just like, it feels like there's a ceiling like of sorts. So then I was like, well, I'm not actually going to be happy here, but I'll be comfortable. And the other thing as well is like, um, you know, you are like, if you're doing something you want to do, like, you know, whatever it is and the podcast or whatever, like if you're doing something that you really, really enjoy, like, and then you're not making any money from it, it's still not that bad. Like, cause you're really enjoying what you're doing, but if you're going into work that you don't like, but you're making money, that's not really like enjoyable. Like, I think the thing is like, it's, do you value like security more or do you value like enjoyment and happiness? Like, and I don't know, like, I feel like some people do enjoy money more because they haven't really taken the time to look inside or whatever, but they also, you know, like there's that worry and anxiety where money is going to come from. If you don't take a comfortable job, like you have to weigh up the pros and the cons. Like, do you prefer happiness or you prefer like comfort with it and happiness with anxiety or comfort with boredom? Like, and they're the choices. Like, and I don't, I just feel like it's worth the anxiety for me. I feel like I'm, like, I do always worry. I'm like, oh, like, if I don't work for a company, like, where would money come from? Like, but I don't know. I feel like there's so much fucking money around. Like, people are paying, like, Patreons. Like, they, you know, like, Patreon is, like, where you just donate to somebody who's a creator. Like, so, Plank Boy or whatever, they do podcast. He does a podcast so we can, people donate money every month or, you know, once-off donations. And he makes a full-time wage off that. Like, it's like, people just hand out the money just to listen to the podcast. Like, I feel like there is the money out there, like, and you see like people like Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos, and they have incredible, enormous wealth. And I know they work hard for it and everything, but like, it seems like there is the money out there. Like, but it's very hard to convince yourself of something that you don't have any data, like, because the only way we predict the future is based on what has happened in the previous. Like nobody predicts the future based on now like or you know yeah like you have to have some reference point to create the future but like if you just tell yourself fuck it don't need a reference point i'll do it you probably will do it if you just pick something that you really enjoy doing and go for it i don't know um a few yeah but a few problems i have with what you said there is like if you go into a job for someone else first of all like it comes back to what you value but even from a money standpoint the only reason if you're self-employed in almost anything that you enjoy, the only reason you won't make money at it is if you're really fucking lazy or stupid. So if you go invest in... Well, you're not going to make money at the stairs. Like you have to... It's going to take a while to make money at the stairs. But even that, let's say, I always say it when it comes to like PT, I need way less money to get by now because I don't need to spend money to be happy because I enjoy what I do. Mm. So I actually spend a lot less, even though I might have made less at the stairs. I ended up with more money at the end of the, each month. And that was starting off. 
And then if you're obviously, if you're greedy and stupid and start trying to invest too much in things and put yourself under pressure, then you're making it more difficult for yourself. But as long as you put in the work and you're smart about it, you can easily be a lot happier and making money straight away when you start a business, depending on the business, obviously, but like for the majority of times, then as well, if you're employed by someone and obviously you're not going to be as passionate about it than if it was your own business, especially with men, not to be sexist, but women can care about people more than men. Men just care about things more so. And that's why the likes of Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos are men. Um, and you care, you don't really, you so you're not going to care about someone else's business as much. If you're working for someone that makes you mm-hmm. very dependable to them. So if they, if they start losing money and they need to cut costs somewhere, and they need to trim the fat. You're, you're not in a safe position at all. Whereas mm. for your own business, you can cut other people. If you've scaled things up to a point where you're delegating, you might just have to take on more work back to yourself, but you're pretty safe. Like unless your business goes to zero, which it probably won't once you, once you've built up any bit of business. So for like the two biggest arguments for people taking on a job is that it's the safe option and it's a guaranteed wage. And it's not really either of those things. No, it's not. Like, but, uh, yeah, I agree. So another thing, because it's the end of 2019, we're going into 2020. What, what would, or who would you say are the three people that most impacted you in 2019? Doesn't have to be people you've ever actually met, but just people you consume a lot of and have affected you the most. Yeah, well, Brian Kane's going to be number one anyways. And happy pair. Does that count as two? No, it's one. <laughs> twins. Um, James them James and, sorry? Same embryo. <laughs> yeah, the happy pair could be massive. Um, Brian Kane, Matt, and I suppose Thomas as well, like Thomas Arnold, be a big influence for us because he's always like coming over telling us what he's doing. Like, and, you know, it's like he's already there. He's making lots of money. So it's like he's kind of teaching us bits. Um, who else? Maybe I guess like the project management module I did in college, it was very much like um, soft skills training, like the stuff that we talk about in the podcast, like the seven habits of highly effective people. Um, that was massive. Like that was very much like an eye opener because it was my first real introduction to stoicism. The idea of like the world is the world exists and then your life is good or bad deemed on whether you say it's good or bad. So like if something happens to you, you put the emotion on it and the emotion is whether it's good or bad. The thing may not like the thing doesn't have good or bad properties. Like it's everything is neutral. Like it's how you react. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What is it? 90% of the world is exists and no 10% of the world exists. And then 90% of, of it is how you interpret it or some, uh, some quote. uh, I read, I was actually listening to a podcast by like a, mathematician not too long ago and it was just like the most insane thing I I ever heard the way he was talking about basically the world and all these different theories about how each world is just each person has their own individual world basically because everything that happens goes on inside your own head and they went so deep into it and it was basically like from a computer science standpoint it was like um, the world is obviously nothing like what we see so it's like how Let's say when you look at your computer, everything is translated from computer code for us to see it. 
Well, our mm-hmm. eyes basically do the same thing with the world. So what we see isn't actually the real world. It's just how it's translated to us through our eyes into a way that we can understand. So there's so yeah. much stuff going on that we can't see because our brain ignore our eyes ignore it because we wouldn't be able to understand it. It'd be like trying yeah. to read computer code directly. It would be too slow and too complex for us. So the world is simplified by our eyes for us to see it. Mm. Whoa. Yeah, well, it makes a lot of sense. Like it's it's also with like everything you do, how like you, you know, you put on the same shoe first every day. Like you, if you're, like there's certain things, like you had the way you climb the stairs or anything like that. So like if a stairs, if one step is like an inch, or is it a millimeter out of place? You'll trip because like you're so used to stairs always being the same size, and you don't even think when you're climbing stairs, you just climb stairs. It's the same with like all those things like where you, if there's two stalls in the bathroom and the bathroom that you always go to, you always go to the same one. Yeah. Like there's all those things where your brain just shortcuts because you can only deal with so much information at a time. Like It's crazy. And when you start to notice those things, the amount of like self-awareness and perspective switch you get, that's a big thing. I think a lot of, that's something I always talk about is self-awareness that people, like you see a lot of successful people. And the weird thing about it is, a lot of them are very self-aware and they don't even know it. So biggest example of this, I know I talk about him a lot, but James Smith. So he doesn't like do any journaling or self-reflection as such. Well, as far as he's concerned, he doesn't, but he writes emails every day for like the last five years. And each one of them is like a reflection of his day or like putting out his thoughts that he can reread. He does a lot of stuff like that. Or like a lot of things he does is like, stoic things or self-awareness type things that people who are really aware that they're doing it are doing whereas like when he gets unhappy he does like days on his phone and so that it's just like his natural way that he was inclined to do them and he doesn't consider them like his meditation or stuff like that but it's basically the same thing he Mm. just doesn't know he's doing it so he's actually a really like naturally self-aware person he doesn't even realize whereas someone else who wouldn't naturally be self-aware has to do like let's say like Brian Kane, where he does like a detox from his phone every day. He does like his running in the morning to get through like, um, cause he doesn't play any sports now. He just always has to have like a really, really set routine because he's naturally not self-aware whatsoever. I'd be much the same as him. Have to have set bedtime, set getting up time to keep like my mental health in check. Um, so it's like the different types of self-awareness. And I think the majority of people are like me but then they don't become self-aware. They don't reflect on their problems, their issues. And then they put them as like, they think because they're not happy, it's the rest of the world's fault. And yeah. that's fine because then you don't become depressed because you think it's not your fault anyways. Depression is when you kind of have these problems and you blame yourself for them. Yeah, but it's yourself perpetually disappointing yourself. Like, yeah, but it's like let's say for me, if I, if something, if I'm not happy on a given day, I'll be like, Oh, this is my own fault for spending too much time on my phone or not getting the stuff done that I wanted. Whereas someone a little bit more ignorant, they don't become depressed about it because they blame the rest of the world, you know? So I wouldn't really even count that as depression because they think it's the world's fault. So with me then because of that, I have to self reflect on things and then put things in place to make sure that I don't feel like that, to make sure that I'm doing enough that I yeah. don't sad because I start to blame myself. And then there's other people who naturally, if they start to feel a bit sad, they'll naturally put away their phone. They'll naturally go out, have a walk or do something. And they don't even have to think about it. 
yeah but i would say a lot of um the natural like um self what you call it self, um, self-awareness comes from like your environment like if you, you're spending time with people who constantly you know if you have a bad day and then or like have a bad event or like you don't get a job we'll say it's like oh you're um you got a shit interviewer or something like that you know and it's like if your friends are telling you that all the time you'll believe it but if your friends are like when you say oh i didn't get that job well they're like well you didn't fucking do any work for it so what do you expect you know like there's a certain amount of your environment plays a lot in it as well like a lot of people just end up being friends with people that are just around them they don't actually like but i think as well you aren't self-aware if you tell them that they go straight on the defense you know yeah. that sort of way and it's definitely something i would have had in the past but i've definitely tried to change that up mm. um next one is three people who you think you've impacted the most in 2019 matt you and dom okay i don't know dom i know matt yeah i would have i would have put you as one of the three people who impacted me the most in 2019 so yeah mm. there you go well, Matt, like, I don't know, like, I suppose, you know, that saying of like, you, uh, you become the product of the five people you spend the most time with. I mean, Matt spend all the time together. So like, I imagine, you know, it has to be. And also Dom set up podcasts, so like, from coming on our podcast, like, I remember me and Dom were at the Happy Pair Swim Rise and like, then we were coming back and he was saying how he wants to do his own podcast. And I was like, come on, Iris first to see if you actually want to do it. Like, and he was like, no, I'm too afraid. Or like, oh, I'll do it some other time. And then I was just like, just come on, just do it. And then uh, he came on, then he set up his own one. Like, so I'm, I'm uh, putting that down to me. Like, Yeah, I think with your one, I think I asked to go on it because I wanted to like challenge myself with it. And then like, when I got to it, I was like, oh, I don't know. And then you were like, just fucking do it. I was like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like we like always... Thing, when, I, when I was, when Matt was like to me, I was like, fuck, like that's scary. You know, I think... You're fucking, a good thing with us is we have kind of a bit of like nearly a running joke going between us, but it's like, if it comes to like swimming in somewhere cold or doing something uncomfortable like that, we're like, just fucking stop being a bitch to yourself and like do it. Cause you know, you know, you'll benefit from it. Like we have a kind of running mm-hmm. thing where if one of us sets the pussy out of something, you're like, just fucking do it. And then we're like, kind of catch yourself and you're like, Oh yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Although like we might yeah, like, piss out of each no other and push huh? We might like pull the piss out of each other to do it. But it gets us to do stuff uncomfortable, like. Yeah, 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 definitely. Like, that's good to have people that do that to you. Like, you know, whereas the other side, you could have people that um, will tell you to do something because they're doing it, like, you know, peer pressure you into go out with them or whatever, like. Whereas, yeah. oh, I hate that now. Like, every time I do that, I catch myself and I'm like, stop. Don't fucking tell anyone to do something unproductive just because you feel it's you need someone to do it with. I'm very bad. Well, I, think I was I'm trying to get better. Yeah, no, I used to be bad enough. So like, and even though I never really even liked going out drinking. Yeah. No, I enjoy drinking, but I've, I've stopped now. Got through Christmas. Mm. Zero drinks. Zero. Yeah. Zero on New Year's too. That's tonight. Going to bed at 11 o'clock at the latest. Yeah. I don't, uh, every, like, the whole thing of Christmas is great and all. Like, I love Christmas. and But, like, 
why can't everyone enjoy every day and be nice to each other every day? Like, why do we have to like put it down to one week where we're? Well, my thing with Christmas was it's like, all right, come on, everyone. When I came home, when I was like, I'm not drinking. They're like, it's Christmas time. It's the one time you should be drinking. And I'm like, yeah, until like Freshers' Week or until whatever it is, Refreshers' Week or the first week back in college when that's the only week that you should be drinking. And then two weeks later, there's something else, you know. So I'm mm. like, why not just start on the one that you think you should be drinking for and just stop th- stop like before that? And then if you mm. make it through that, every other time you're going to be like, well, I didn't drink Christmas, so what's the point drinking now? You yeah, know? yeah. And I enjoyed Christmas just as much. Spent no money. <laughs> came back pretty pretty happy and i was able to get straight back into work and get work done every day which Mm. i like i like the biggest thing for me is i can't i'm i'm an all or nothing kind of person so i either need to be the person that has a couple of drinks every few days or else like goes hard when i do go drinking or else i have to be the person who doesn't at all and just does something consistent each day it's like i'd much Mm. go to bed at 10 every every night get up at six every day and do that every single day for the rest of my life then have one day a week where i go to bed at like two in the morning and get up at like 10 because then when mm. i do that it just throws me off i'm so easy to throw off like yeah well the thing is like the thing i realized as well is like if it happens to one person it happens to everyone like like um the thing like we think like oh i can't i'm not a person that can do this thing but you're always a person that can do that thing yeah like everyone can do anything they want to do, but it's like making the choice and just getting to it. That's what actually something, you know, when people say, well, why do you get nervous about this around like this person? Let's say it's a famous person or a successful person. Like they're just another person. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. exactly why I do get nervous. I was like, they're born with all the exact same attributes as you, but they just made way more use of them. I was like, if they were like actually born something special, then it'd be like, fair enough. What's the point being nervous about them? They were born ahead of you anyways. If they were born in like similar situation and they had done absolutely ridiculous stuff to get them where they are, I'm like that's every reason to be nervous around them because you can learn so much from them. You don't want to waste that time. I'm like, all right, fair mm-hmm. enough, be nervous. Don't like fuck it up. But like, if I met Gary Vee, I'd be super nervous. I'm like, the amount I could learn from that guy, I'd obviously want to make a good impression and get the most mm-hmm. out of it. I wouldn't want to waste that opportunity because it could definitely benefit me. But like, if it was someone who was like born into wealth, I'd be like, well, I don't really resonate with that. I don't really care. Yeah. I don't know. I think um I think it's so harmful, like it that more so than it is beneficial to be nervous with people like I think it's just be yourself all the time. Like do the things you think like have values and then just always make your decisions based on your values and things will be fine. Like I don't think like I realized that like we met Rob Lipset a few times. I've met like uh the happy pair a good bit like and I was mad into them for ages and then we did a podcast with them and you're just like, you know, after a while, like meeting people like that, you're just like, Oh yeah, they're just fucking the same as me. They're just, you know, a bit ahead in their journey. Like they've been at it longer than me or whatever. And if you give them like, you know, when you watch David Dobrik vlogs or whatever, and you're like looking at this insanely um, exciting life and everything, but like he has to spend, 14 hours three times a week to make those three videos of just editing and editing is quite boring like i imagine it's fine for him because most of his clips be fun but there's like he says he has like 20 hours of footage to go through 
and that's quite boring like and i just think if you give these people well you're like oh they're like they're you know unreal like and give them like so much weight and everything then you kind of just damage your own mental health you're like wow this person is amazing or whatever and you don't really you start to disassociate yourself with them then like you're like they're a bit above me and then i just think it's better to just realize that they're the exact same because also as you said gary v could give you massive advice but he's giving you massive advice from someone who instead owned a wine company who then he just worked for like and then you know so he was like an entrepreneur but he didn't set up the company like yeah <laughs> and then well, I don't mean it like that, that, but I mean, like, I'd never put anyone on a pedestal and think they're above yeah. it. But I'm like, okay, they've done something along the lines of what I want to do, and I really and like appreciate everything they've done to get themselves where they are. So I think you should mm-hmm. do that. And if obviously you want to make the most of your time with them, you are going to be a little bit nervous. It's like with any of the goals that you set. I think you should be a little bit scared or a little bit nervous of the goals that you've set, like the stuff I've set for 2020. If I achieve that, like it'll be absolutely insane, especially because I'll only be 21, if even five months to get stuff done before I'm 21. And if not, I'll only be, if I get them done before May, I'll only be 20 when I achieve some of these things. And like maybe a few years ago, thinking about these things, they might have been life goals, stuff to have done by the time I'm 40. Mm. But now, after the way the last few months have gone, I genuinely think I can get them done in 2020. And they're scary things. And I think anyone would be happy to achieve them. Don't matter who they are. But still, if I got to meet people who I really look up to, like even like Brian Kane, I'd get nervous talking to him because I'd be like, I really want to make the most of his time because of how much value that would provide to me. And I don't want to waste it. The thing is with other people is like they can't, they don't know like your background, like where you live, like they're not living in the same place as you, you know, there's all these like different things that they can't account for. Like, and they tell you to do something like, because it worked for them, it's not necessarily going to work for you. Like it's the thing like that people aren't aware of. Like when you give massive, massive weight to somebody else's opinion, <coughs> it's not necessary that they had to deal with the same things you had to deal with, or you had to deal with the same things they had to deal with. Like, so you know, everyone gives advice, different advice in all those self-help books because they all have been born in different places in the world and had different families, different friends. Like, so they have different ways of doing the same thing. Like, the thing is, like, you know, you just kind of have to set something that you want to do or find something that you like doing and go after it and just keep going. And, like, the best way to learn anything is just trial and error. Like, there's no... There's no secrets, like, is kind of the thing. And, like, what about the secret? we give people because, yeah, well, the secret. But you, it, I think it can be harmful when you give people, like, that massive weight because there's so many different variables in life that, like, they're obviously not going to account for. But, like, definitely you'd give them more weight than your parents, like, or, you know, people that aren't in the position that they're in. Like. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like, you know, even if you take the whole quote of, if you don't don't take advice from people who aren't in the position you want to be in so then i'd go the other way where it is take do take advice and do value the advice from people who are in the position you want to be in yeah yeah i agree like but when you just um but yeah don't like, put I just think I yeah it's it can be harmful like
hundred percent. Oh yeah, no, fair enough. Um, so twenty twenty. In a sentence, this is something we had to do for our kind of businesses in the course that I'm doing. What would you say is so? If you had to say, like in a sentence, twenty twenty is the year I. It can be related to anything, business wise, career wise, podcast wise. Twenty twenty is the year I. Dot dot dot. 2020 is the year I make money from my passion. And what is that? Uh, the whole um, self-help industry, I guess, like personal development, anything to do with like human behavior, I'm very interested in. Like, um, So things I'm thinking of like doing... Maybe like write one of those self-help books. Uh, set up Patreon for the podcast, maybe. Um, I want to do the Ironman as well. Like so, I don't know. That's not really relevant to that. Well, it is. Um, it's, all, it's all things like it's kind of becoming the person that you need to be in order to do all these things. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like one sentence, what I'd. Like I just, if I could just turn over like 10 euro profit from the podcast or something like that would be massive for me just because it's income. Like at the minute there's zero, like all that's out, all it is is output, like uh, our Yeah, it's a, lot, it's a lot harder um, to go from so. zero to one than one to a hundred. Yeah, exactly. Like you could easily, once you start making, it's very easy to keep the ball rolling, like, but it's very hard to start the ball rolling, like. Um, for me, I'll give you an example of mine. So mine is like uh, 2020 is the year I get up to 100 online clients. It is the year I move my business completely online so that I can live anywhere in the world. Um, it's the year I help hopefully 100 people get into a body that they're happy with. Um, it's also the year I make 100K. That's revenue, obviously, as far as profit goes. I'm not too concerned with um, because I've worked out I need about 20,000 to live off for the year and everything after that will be reinvested in growing my business, advertisement, marketing, whatever. And it's the year I wake up every morning happy. So if that involves going to bed at 10 o'clock every night, not drinking any night before going to bed, um, eating healthy every day, whatever it is, to wake up happy and jumping out of bed. Yeah, I um, yeah, I think I just want to keep going the way I'm going. Like since I finished my internship, pretty much like it's just been every day has been like good. Like I don't I used to get like this thing around Christmas where you like you feel like you have to be doing more, or you have to be like on sunny days you have to be like a little bit more happier or you feel like these kind of pressures on certain days like when you finish exams you feel like oh i have to like have a massive blowout or whatever like but like every day i'm just like excited to be doing what i'm doing like i just love reading books and you know i like what i'm training for i like doing the podcast like every time i'm like prepping for that i enjoy that um and like yeah i don't know like every time i'm like learning about more about self-help kind of stuff i'm really interested like see the thing is i'm not very like direct at what i want to do because like i feel like the whole self-help thing 
is very much a privileged thing like you have to have food water sanitation shelter before you're even worried about being happy like you know the before that it's like get food get water so you're kind of like mm. but like i don't know i i also feel like that's everyone else like everyone else that's doing any sort of job like that it's like like if you're working in amazon or any of those other companies it's also the same thing so i don't know like i just want to make a good life for myself with it like a happy life i don't need lots of money like to be happy enough with just yeah, being well, able to the, me- the metric i've put on that is based on the amount of value i want to provide that's where like the 100k comes from as i said i only want twenty thousand for myself to live on to be able to travel and do some mad things and then after that that's only what like 400 a week yeah myself, which isn't like living lavishly or anything mm. um, right so i guess that's everything for today this is the last podcast of the year even nice might need you to talk really to you till next year i'll talk to you after this <laughs> um tell everyone where to find you tell everyone your podcast how you know podcast on instagram twitter um on youtube as well like and subscribe on the youtube nice i need to get on you know podcasts how you know matt and pat on youtube anyways oh leave a review on our podcast as well five stairs nothing less patrick hessian 909 on instagram yeah yeah follow me on instagram and give me right. a shout out oh yeah mbear 98 as well All cool. right. Thank Thank you very much. Hope everyone enjoyed. Five-star rating for me too.